everyone. Happy Friday and welcome back to the vlog. Today we're going to talk about psychological health and safety in the workplace. The work we do is rewarding, but we recognize it can also be demanding at times, especially for those on the front lines, but also for those supporting roles across AHS. And that can take a toll on mental health and physical health of our people, which is something AHS takes very seriously. That's why we created an organization-wide position statement to declare our commitment to protect the psychological health and safety of our people. We're working hard to strengthen a culture of compassion, respect, inclusivity, and safety at AHS, but we know more work is needed. The position statement ensures that we're all on the same page with the kind of workplaces we wanna have, and we wanna understand our individual and collective responsibilities in making that happen. Joining me today to tell us more about psychological health and safety are Dr. Sharon Spicer, Associate Chief Medical Officer, Physician Experience, Kathleen Fraser, Executive Director, Emergency Medical Services Employee Programs, and Jennifer Yellen, Program Manager of Psychological Health and Safety. Thank you all very much for joining me for today on the vlog. Sharon, can you start with giving us a quick definition of psychological health and safety and why it's so important? We're used to thinking about health and safety related to physical health, like preventing slips and falls, using ergonomics to prevent neck strain or back injuries, and hand washing to minimize the spread of infection. In a similar way, there are things we can do as individuals and as an organization to protect our mental health. So to answer your question, psychological health and safety is an organizational approach to creating an environment where we protect and improve the mental health of our people. It's important for us to have a psychologically safe and workplace because when people feel supported, they can do their jobs well. And in the end, they're able to provide the most compassionate care to our patients and their families. If we think about what it feels like to be in a workplace that's psychologically safe, it's one where you're able to be yourself without fear of negative consequences, to feel recognized and respected, where you're able to learn, contribute and work together where you feel safe to speak up and challenge the current ways of doing things and you're able to report and discuss concerns thanks very much for that sharon jennifer we're going over to you now what exactly are we committing to in our position statement so the statement starts by recognizing healthcare is challenging at times and demanding with varying degrees of impact on our people both in their physical and their mental health it also recognizes that harm can happen and does happen at work so the main commitments in the statement are promoting and educating our people about what actions we can take to support our mental well-being. It's about addressing unhealthy conflict, harassment and discrimination and racism in a timely and supportive manner, as well as acknowledging when psychological harm occurs and helping to facilitate reporting as well as addressing the concern in a quick and safe manner. Um, other things include measuring psychological health and safety of our workforce, um, and then using that data to inform our decision making as we go forward, identifying res and responding to behaviors of hazards, and so really following our legislation, our policies, and the just culture principles. It's also about reducing the stigma by increasing mental health literacy, organizational awareness, and psychological health and safety supports available to all of us. Thanks very much, Jennifer. Kathleen, we're going to go over to you now. Um, we talk about that shared commitment to psychological health and safety. How do we get our people to contribute to that? That's a great question, Moro. And I think um, we can all start by really understanding ourselves 
and regularly assessing our own mental health and showing ourselves self-compassion and self-care. But it's also about knowing how we are showing up at work and ensuring that we have healthy boundaries in place to protect our wellness. We can keep ourselves informed about the mental health supports that are available, and there's, there's so many of them at AHS, and ensure that we know how to access them when we do need them. When challenging situations happen in the workplace, we can also try and extend giving others the best possible interpretation. And what that means is that we can show some curiosity and some compassion and kindness to those around us and seek to understand, and seek to understand ideally before we react. We can also resolve conflicts with our work colleagues early and don't let those situations fester. Happily, AHS has many resources to help us with that conflict resolution. We can honor our commitments to our colleagues so others know that they can rely and trust us. And we can report disrespectful and unsafe workplace behaviors. Finally, um, when we make mistakes, which we know we will do because we're all human, we can own them and seek forgiveness. And we can also offer forgiveness to others when they make mistakes. Uh, Jennifer, back to you now. So what resources do we have to support psychological health and safety within AHS? So we're really lucky. We have a lot of different resources and supports to support our mental well-being and create these psychologically safe environments. Um, the first one that comes to mind is our Employee and Family Assistance Program, and there's also one for physicians. It includes one-on-one -on -one counseling, the HomeWeb um, app, the e-app, um, Hadversity, an app that helps to build mental fitness, um, as well as many of their online portals. Um, so the one that actually supports physicians is called AMA Physician and Family Support Program um, through the Alberta Medical Association, so that's available to all physicians. There's lots of self-serve resources that are available on Insight. Um, do, I do encourage everyone to check out the My Mental Health or the psychological safety pages that exist. Um, and we also have other resources. And so Kathleen just mentioned things like the supports to help us to address difficult conversations and conflict that happens. There's lots of resources for diversity and inclusion and helping us to bring our whole selves to work. Um, things like change the conversation um, and lots of supports actually just came out um, in response to the pulse survey. And so about things like burnout um, and helping to build our resilience uh, throughout or, or building up, back up that piece. Um, we also, so we recognize we have lots of supports within AHS. Uh, there's also lots of things that we can do outside of AHS. And so this is, you know, reaching out to our peers, um, reaching out to people like our family members where we can get support. I definitely encourage everybody, uh, like I have a dentist, I go to see the dentist twice a year. Um, I actually encourage everybody to go see a psychologist or a counselor um, or a psychiatrist, somebody to check up um, everything that's happening up top. Um, I think that's really, really important. And so they can really help you to work through some of the challenges that you're experiencing. And we all face challenges. Um, and most importantly, and something we can actually all do is just get outside. I know it's going to get really cold pretty soon, um, but just bundle up and get outside and just be active. And it means as simple as, you know, going for a walk um, can really help with our mental well-being. Sharon, so the last question is going to go over to you now. Um, we all know the holidays can be a difficult time for some people. We often think even, you know, getting sick is all about colds and flus, but psychological health and safety is something very different. Can you give us any tips on how people can take care of themselves or support others? Yeah, like Jen said, make sure you take some time to do things you enjoy. For me, this includes spending time with my family, getting outside and being active. But it can be a hard time for some. Many of us, myself included, have lost loved ones in the past year. 
Our world is still not back to what it once was, and many people are not able to be with those they love. It's important to show compassion for one another. If you see someone who's having a hard time or struggling, reach out, ask them if they need anything, and offer them support. Many people at this time of year give of their money or time to causes they support. This is important at any time of year, but it seems in the holidays that we all catch the giving spirit and being generous to others is another way we can feel good ourselves. Thanks very much, Sharon, and thanks all the three of you for coming along with me today. It's an important topic to me, and I look forward to this work moving ahead. As our guest mentioned, there are many resources available to support psychological health and safety. You can find those by searching psychological safety on Insight. As 2022 is quickly coming to a close, this will be the last vlog of the year. And I want to take a moment to thank you again for everything you do. I know that I say that a lot, but honestly, we can't say it enough. Your work and dedication are second to none. I hope you can all find some rest and recharge and relax and spend some time with your loved ones over the holidays. And a special thanks to everyone working over the holiday season. That means so much to our colleagues and the Albertans that we care for. Take care, stay safe, and let's keep looking out for one another in the new year. Bye all.